What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome back to Paper Planes. My name is Paolo. <laughs> um, oh, damn. Already? I, I was going to be like, I'm bold and bonfitting. I'm bold. I'm Bristian. I'm Bristian. I'm Soyo. I'm Basoyo. <laughs> I'm Basoyo. <laughs> and this is I'm Boyo. This is flight number six of Welcome Paper back, Planes. Guys. Welcome back, guys. We love having you guys on this flight, and um, we just really appreciate you guys for being here. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have a don't we have a mission statement now or something like that? Yeah, we gotta we gotta tell them to like the okay, like okay. subscribe. You can do your your uh, your little, intro. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean your part oh, of oh, oh my fault, my fault. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. Subscribe. Scrabble. My fault. Um <laughs> we we uh we we high on life right now. Yeah, we just got off of a very uh, high energy. Event. Yeah, and so this is gonna be a high energy podcast. Yeah, so, and we're gonna uh, talk about trauma, so it's gonna be yeah. fucked up. So if you guys are into that, make sure you like and subscribe <laughs> on the YouTube. Helps us out, helps the algorithm. Rate and review. We on all podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I really don't know any other podcast platforms, but we're on there. Follow all our socials. We squashed um, our beef. We squashed the beef. <laughs> With the podcast platforms. <laughs> so we're back on all the platforms. Um, follow all our socials. They'll be in the Beacons link down below. So if you want to see what we're up to outside of this podcast. And join the Discord if you want to you know, vent out what's going on in your life. We got amazing people there that will be your support system if you don't have that yet. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys don't know what we're about, we like to have some laughs and we like to teach each other something new each episode just by having casual conversation. This week, we're talking about communication with our parents and our pet peeves that we have about our parent-child relationship. So... <clears throat> The first kind of part, we're going to talk a lot about like love languages. So we're just going to like, it, they're pretty actually straightforward um, when we talk about them. I'll just list them out real quick. So the are five. You guys gonna, oh, my fault. Are you guys going to say your love language too? Do you guys know what yours is? I feel like we'll just get into it naturally. All right. Sounds good. Um, but the five love languages are gift giving, acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, and quality time. If you don't know what love languages are or what yours is. Um, love languages are the way that a person prefers to express love and receive it. There's a test that you can take and you can find out what your love languages are. Uh, we'll put it in the link below so you guys yeah. can. It, it really helps with communicating, whether it be your you know, partner or a friend. So take take the test. It's You learn a lot. Yeah. If I remember to put that in the description. so I'll remind him. Yeah. So yeah. Something, something about love languages. I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but... Did you know that your main love language is usually what you didn't get from your parents? Do you guys agree with that? Interesting. Very much so. What, okay, so what are your guys' Okay, no, yeah, I believe that. That makes sense, though. I can kind of see it. Do you know what your love language is, Soy? I didn't take a test. Take it. the test. Right now? Yeah. You want me oh, so right you now? <laughs> While we're talking? Pause. Uh, is it, does it take long? No, it doesn't take long. It's right, like a couple thing? questions. Oh, um, <laughs> Just the five love, love languages test. Yeah. Well, well, actually, wait. Take the test near the end of the podcast, and let's see if near the end, or we'll like, or I guess uh, just take it now while we're talking. Okay. Yeah. Now that works too. Yeah. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna try and guess what Soy's is. Soy's love language is oh, it's quality time for sure. Quality time. Yeah, that one. It's either quality time or words of affirmation. That's my my, my oh. two guesses. I don't. I don't really. 
So how, do you get like how often how do you respond to compliments? Are you kind of like uh, like dismissive of them or like nah nah or it's yeah, like just kind of a, I'm just like oh thanks and I just oh, shit. oh that's true that's Dang. true whenever we compliment Soyo Soyo's like oh nice uh, nah cause sometimes he gets flustered especially we'd be calling him <laughs> handsome and got abs chiseled jaw oh, nice ass features <laughs> great personality by the way his well, DMs can... are open if you laid, hit up the beacons okay well I do get flustered when <laughs> you do that yeah. see when you, says see? His, when you say his legs are open <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I can see that. I mean, uh, every any anyone uh, would be flustered if you're like, yeah, my homeboy's legs be open. I mean, shit. Uh, I'll, 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 what'd you say? I'll, I'll be. I'll DM. I'll DM you his personal. I'll, number. I'll DM you his personal number. <laughs> he is wide open. Yeah. Anyone I, on the East Coast, he may be visiting that area sometime oh. <laughs> soon. So you know what? He is available. Yeah. But anyways, back to the topic. Um. Uh. We, yeah. We should probably talk about like. Okay. What's your What's your love language? Mine's. Okay. Let's give your two main ones. My two main ones is quality time and words of affirmation. And what you said about how that stems off from my childhood, I definitely see it. Um, not to, you know, bash on my parents, but I feel like if you're, okay, any Asians out there can maybe relate to this. Um, oh, yeah. We have a very we, um, a certain, they have, they have a certain love language that they yeah. kind of gravitate towards, which is usually acts of service. Yeah. Communicating with them is... Yeah, their love language is definitely acts of service. So if we do something for them, then it's like, you know. And that's definitely, like, my parents' love language for me. Like, the amount of times I've gone into my room and my mom has just, like, rearranged it because she thought I would appreciate that uh-huh. has been, like, it's dope. But, like, for me, I'm be honest, my love, that's, like, my last love language is acts mm-hmm. of service. And sometimes, like... I'm the type of person where I'm just like kind of personal with my stuff. So I'm like, I really do appreciate the gesture, but I appreciate it if you wouldn't touch my stuff or dig through it. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of my current or like my top two love language being words of affirmation and quality time definitely stems off of that because I mean, let's be honest, my parents were both Filipinos and they're both nurses so I didn't really have a lot of quality time with them because I was either in school or they were at work. So when I got home, I kind of was just on my own doing my own thing. And I mean, it was cool. But the other part with being words of affirmation is probably because it was never like a, um, oh, well, like, good job or like, I'm proud of you. Like, they say that to me now though, that like we have a better relationship. But in terms of like, what it used to be as a kid like if i if i did something great or like did something good it wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily get like a good job or something like that Mm -hmm. and i guess like thinking about it now that's something i would seek as my you know number one love language because it's like something for me like something so simple just lets me know you know yeah yeah what about you what would you say yours is my top two is um it's definitely quality time and then physical touch. And I can definitely see how um, that statement I made earlier of like, this is what you lacked. Um, it definitely carries on. It's like true for me in the way mm-hmm. that I was the same way. Like my parents were very busy. Um, that That's kind of like a reoccurring theme with uh, immigrant parents is yeah. that we, they had to like, they had to hustle like a lot um, just to get over here and then to like learn this whole new world that they're not familiar with. They obviously had to allocate a lot of time towards navigating, learning how to navigate the world. So not a lot of not a lot of uh, time was spent. That and like just like my family situation, uh, it was very complicated, and 
it was very difficult to to have like intimate and like very close connections with them yeah and it, it's kind of just like it feels awkward sometimes um having those those like close um intimate conversations with them and then like just stemming off of that uh physical touch is like a big love language for me uh, i didn't receive a lot of physical affection i was pretty like pretty left alone like growing up and uh physical affection was not common and it wasn't really when i did well it wasn't they did not reward me with physical affection i was only really physically affectionate with my mother mm. and it was i noticed something is like once i stopped like i got to the age where i wasn't like adorable anymore or like cute it was like it just like it's just hands off like they don't give a shit in a way mm-hmm. which is like which is i didn't really like mind because like i i don't know i wasn't I was it wasn't something I yearned for anyway. So when I'm speaking in terms of like my romantic relationships and 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 when I say like my top 2 are like quality time and physical touch. So I can see that being true. Mm-hmm. And then um are you still taking the test oil? I'm almost done. Okay. Well, I have a, I have a couple more statistics that I could bring up. There's actually least common and most common uh love languages. And so, really? yeah, it gives okay. kind of like an insight. If if this statement that I made earlier was like was true, we can actually like have some insights on on these statistics. So we can see here. So the least, I'll go from like the least to the most common mm-hmm. love languages. So the least common love language is gift giving at seven percent. Really? Yeah. So only seven percent of people um, that's their main love language, which you know. I guess um, in a way that makes sense because... Do you know where it is on your chart? It was only like uh, United States. Oh, no, no, no. Like when you took the test, do you know oh, where it is? Oh, it was For at me, the bottom. Really? Like the very yeah. bottom? Yeah. Wow. Honestly, I mean, I don't. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like from personal experience, like I kind of understand that like when it comes to us three, you know, showing each other our love for each other, it's, it was never gifts, like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like we kind of use gifts as a joke, but for me, like me personally... I mean that's third on my list, but it's more of the giving factor that that's how I kind of, I, I I enjoy giving gifts mm-hmm. like and putting thought into it. Yeah, yeah I think give, giving gifts, um, it's it's a lot about like just it's not about the gift itself. It's about like the thought behind it mm-hmm. and the fact that you know enough about like you've invested enough of your time and like you've invested enough of like your thought into a person that you can get them mm-hmm. you can get them something that symbolizes that. Yeah, so I, I can see. I, oh, did you finish your? I did. Oh, okay. okay. Do we want to finish the rest of the statistics first, and then get to soil? So let's do the statistics. Yeah, it shouldn't take too long. Yeah. So the second, um, the second least common love language is acts of service at thirteen percent. Wow. The third yep. least common um, is words of affirmation at nineteen percent. Wow. Physical touch comes in second place at twenty four percent. And number one, the number one most popular love language is quality time at 38%. So a lot of people didn't receive quality time with their parents. I feel like that does make a lot of sense. Um, Whether if it's like, you know, your parents are immigrants and you're first generation. But I feel like regardless, a lot of parents be busy because they have to provide for the family. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get so caught up in that kind of lifestyle. And I'm glad that, you know... For us three, when we start our families, we're more aware of this because that's something I definitely want to cherish with my family in the future. 
is quality time. Like I definitely want to be there, be there for them. Make sure, you know, the time we spend together is, you know, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that uh, quality time is the most popular t- uh, love language to me too, because I think just the fact that you're being present with someone and you're just showing that you're there for them is a, uh, I think that's like a universal way of showing that you actually care about them. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, even like looking at it from like a biology, like evolutionary kind of perspective, like you need to have like close connections with people to be able to trust them and to know that you can rely on them when you need to like move towards something together to like survive. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see it from that perspective too. All right. So yeah. what, what are your, uh, your results for <laughs> your love language test? Oh, he yeah. gets percentages too. Wait, is it percentages? Yeah, it is it percentages. Is percentages. Oh, shit. For the first one, I knew it made sense to me. And like, I think I saw it coming. But the first one is quality time. I knew it. At I 33%. Had a 33%. And then the second one is actually tied between two. Really? At 23%, it is words of affirmation and physical touch. Oh. Dang. Words of affirmation. I wouldn't think uh, I, I physical was, touch wasn't like a like something that came to mind. Physical touch, yeah, I mean, be a lot lower because I don't. I don't know. Mm. I haven't seen you be like very physically affectionate with people. Quality time, yeah. it's quality time. Words of affirmation and physical touch. What's your last two? Uh, last, uh, the fourth one is at twenty percent, which is acts of service. Twenty percent mm. is still a good amount. That, that's still a solid Damn. amount. And then, and then receiving gifts is zero. Oh yeah, zero percent. Yeah, really. So you 0%. don't care. Wow, I don't care when people give me gifts. So, well, oh, no. did your parents? Did your parents give you a lot of gifts growing up, like to compensate for? Did they ever like reward you? Like if they felt bad about something, did they ever like give you gifts? Well, actually, no. That's interesting because it kind of contradicts the fact that um, that usually in childhood the way you get the le- the least amount of love you get or what is it love language you get is yeah. what you value the most i didn't really receive gifts like that oh like mm. yeah no mm. we i was very i can see that too because maybe um you you didn't receive uh gifts so like that's just like you never, never formed really, an attachment around it yeah so it makes sense in a way but yeah i never really like if someone didn't give me a gift i wouldn't feel like they don't care about me you mm. know makes sense yeah 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 so yours your top two was like oh it was like a three-way it was a three-way yeah, three-way damn. split the holy trinity right there that's a i feel like that's a good because these love languages is how you give and receive right mm-hmm. i feel like if you know so ever got um or when he gets into a relationship right that's a good three to have giving and receiving especially just because i feel like that's like what the main parts of a relationship should be yeah um regardless if it's you know with a significant other but especially with your parents it should definitely be quality time you spend with them words of affirmation that way you know the the parents communicating with the kid whether it's what they're doing is good or what they're doing is bad and rather not just you know scolding them and not letting them know mm-hmm. and then uh what would you say acts of service sometimes i mean no that makes sense that does make sense because I feel like there are times when um, our parents, you know, when we're growing up, they don't do things for us, but rather expect us to do things for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually interesting though because I didn't, re- I didn't think that 
words of affirmation would be something I actually cared a lot. Yeah, lot, yeah. A lot. I was thinking the same thing. I was yeah. like, Soyo isn't a big um like uh valid like yeah affirmation guy. Mm-hmm. But then I'm thinking about it and hearing you know being affirmed of the fact that someone cares for you or when I hear someone say like that I'm valuable to them or that they really care about me that actually does feel it does mean a lot to me when i'm mm-hmm. thinking about it like that i think it's the terms and, i didn't mean to cut you off i think it's just for you it's what kind of compliments people are giving you in terms of words of affirmation it doesn't have to be like oh like you look good today or dress you dress really nice mm-hmm. in a way it could also be like hey you hold value to my life and i just want you to know, know yeah I so it's more appreciate like that of yeah. the i think i take more value from the more genuine Things yeah. that are not just, you know, offhand, compl- not offhand, but like just the sh- the surface level compliments are yeah. like, oh, you look, you look nice today. I'm like, oh, thanks. But yeah. yeah, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But if I hear someone say something from the heart, from the heart, yeah, they're like, the heart, you know what? I really, I really appreciate you always being there for me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, damn, the warm warms your heart. <laughs> now, now, did your parents ever give you like, would you say you were satisfied with your parents in terms of like their words of affirmation? Did they did they fill up that capacity for you, <laughs> or did he, they leave more to be like desired? Well, I think that goes back to just how my parents express their love with what language, love language they use the yeah, most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for my parents, it was definitely a more acts of service thing, where that's their main. Uh, way of you of expressing their love because they'll be like if i didn't love you i wouldn't be taking care of you i wouldn't go out of my way to do this for Damn. you to cook food whatever bring you to school um <clears throat> so they didn't really say uh they didn't really go out of the way to say like oh i love you or you know i care about you explicitly like with words they they showed it through their actions um so i Definitely wouldn't say I got a lot of words of affirmation, kind of affection. Um, it's more of the like I think there was at one at one point, I think jokingly, I as a young kid, I was like, "Oh, do you guys even love me?" And then they'd be like, "If I loved you, or if I didn't love you, I wouldn't be doing all this for you. I wouldn't be taking you to this. I wouldn't be doing Damn. that." Damn. Yeah. So, that like that like reminded me of this one moment where I asked my parents or one of my parents that same question and I got clowned on for, for asking that I was yeah. like, do you even love me? And they're like, do you even love me? Like they made me feel do like so shitty about nah, it. I know exactly what you're Damn. talking about because I feel like, well, I'm surprised. Um, I mean, maybe some people have a lot of words of affirmation for their love language, but like, I definitely remember moments like that. They're like, why do you even ask that? Like, you know all the stuff we do for you. Like, you're yeah. in school. You have a house over your... your oh, there's yeah. a roof over yeah. your head. We put food on the table. What do you mean do we do? Like, are, like, are you stupid? I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, like... I feel like, bad for asking now. Yeah, I'm like, why the fuck? Like, what did <laughs> <Yeah>. I do? <laughs> nah, but sometimes, like, it's just simple words that will tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes we don't want to be it's open for interpretation and you should, you know, interpret what their actions mean. Sometimes, like sometimes that isn't the shit you want to hear or or you want to get to the point, right? Yeah. Like it just be straightforward. I love you. And be like, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That actually reminds me of this one conversation I had with my mom, like last year, um, where this was, um, 
this was one day where we were talking about family plans and uh, I, I was kind of stressed because I was thinking about how like my parents were going to end up moving to the Philippines and I'd be on my own here. And that would mean like I have to find a job that's going to basically keep me, keep rent, keep rent going. And uh, so that I can like live here on my own. So I was like really stressed about that. Right. And at one point I kind of like talked to my mom about it and we had like this whole conversation. And then she said, this one thing, and that one thing was enough to get me to break down and start I, crying. I remember, I remember yeah. you talking about this. Yeah, she said, "Don't worry, I'll always be there for you." And that's when I was the wow. words of affirmation. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And that's mm. I literally started ugly crying. I like I was hiding my face. Damn! Because, if I heard that from my parents, shit. Right. Like I've never cried to my parents since I was like eight years old. So like I yeah. started crying Damn. and I it's, covered my face because mm-hmm. I was just like. To embarrass. It's the words of affirmation. That That's hit. how strong it is. That shit hit, bro. Yes. Like, especially because you don't receive it that much when you were mm-hmm. a kid. It hits different coming. I mean, to be honest, it's even hard for me to say stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like, because of, you know, I wasn't brought up as a kid saying that kind of stuff. Right. Like, I don't go to my cousins and be like, yo, I love you. Like, if I said that to my Kuya Jonro, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. But he knows, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I'm becoming more comfortable saying it, stuff like that. Like, I always say it to these guys when I end the call. It's like practice for me. Like, in the back of our minds, in the back of my mind, it's practice. But, like, when I do say it, like, it's kind of as a joke. But it's there's genuine there's genuinity. I don't even know if that's a fucking word. Authenticity. Authenticity. Genuine. <laughs> Close. Fuck it. That's a bold and confident. Um, that's that's behind it. Like, I could relate to what Soya said because when I dropped out of college and I told my parents that I wanted to kill myself, and they told me, "Don't do that. We that's the last thing we want you to do." That hit me hard because it's like, oh, so you guys do want me alive? Shit. I mean, like, obviously, like, they don't want their kid dead. Yeah, hear, then, hearing that is a different thing, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, hearing it because of, you know, how much shit and stress, depression I was going through college, you know, you, I mean, maybe you guys could relate to this, but just sometimes, like, when you're driving back and you're like, if something happened, I really wouldn't care. What was that called? Like, uh, the, those are called, like, passive suicide. Passive suicide, yeah. Damn. And I told them that, like, when I broke down, um, I've told this story many times, but I don't know if I've told it in this season mm-hmm. before. Uh, if you guys want to listen to our old episodes, it would be in the Discord. You find yeah, join. join the Discord. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, they know, like, Paul so you know this. I, I first told my dad that, you know, I'm dropping out of college. He said, he bombarded me with a bunch of questions like, why are you doing this? You know, are you like, are you going to go back? Like you just wasted all this time and stuff pretty much. And I'm trying to explain to him, like, you know what I'm feeling, like the emotion, the emotional distress and mental stress I'm going through. Then my mom's like kind of, you know, silent in the living room, listening in. And then like the argument starts getting heated to the point where like, I couldn't bear my emotions anymore. And at the time I didn't know how to express these emotions. So the only way it came out was through aggression. And these guys know, like, I pounded the table, like, I fucking, I just broke down, hitting that table hard, and then I just, the burden of, like, all of that shit brought me to the floor, and then I just started bawling out crying, and then that's when my parents kind of flipped the switch, and then that's when they were telling me straight up with words, because they couldn't show me love and caring and nurturing through words 
or without using words because at that time i was like they see me on the floor fucking like i, I looked like i was going crazy essentially mm. right mm-hmm. and that's when they told me like that oh they like i told them i was burnt out i didn't know if they were proud of me for finishing high school been going to school for like 12 years in a row like i told them like constantly i'm burnt i'm burnt i'm burnt i don't know what to do with my life i'm burnt i'm tired and then when they told me straight up like we're proud of you like we don't want you to feel this way we're proud of all the things you've accomplished like don't like just stop this like it's okay mm-hmm. that that's when it hit me so moments like that that's why words of affirmation really stuck out to me yeah yeah with it being so like rare in our culture yeah. um yeah. it's super it's super like jolting to kind of just receive that i do you think it hits harder when we're adults just because like we were so like deprived of it i guess oh definitely i I think so yeah that's why like small giving small compliments to people like it makes their day because i feel like a lot of people lack that in their life you know just hearing actual genuine words from someone yeah to flip it around i i'll i'll just acknowledge this like kind of self-reflecting is like i'm bad at um, I'm bad at giving words of affirmation to my parents. Now, really? now I think about it, because like, oh, like, when was the last time you complimented your parents? Been like, oh, you're, you know, this. It, it would feel kind of awkward just because I. Feel it just like, feels weird doing it back, like giving yeah. it to them. Yeah, it, but you know, in a way, that's kind of just like because we've been kind of we haven't been taught how to communicate that way, so that's why it feels yeah. weird. Because I'm thinking about it, I'm like, uh, you know, I wish they would tell me these things, but I'm like, I don't give it to them back. You know what it is? It's because I feel like to them, yeah, they would appreciate if they heard it, but for their love language and how they receive it, we yeah. already know how they want to receive it. That's like, true. Yeah. For my parents, I already know damn well it's acts of service. Yeah, yeah. If like, you love me, why aren't you cleaning the house? Why aren't yeah, you doing the chores? Yeah. It's, Pay my bills. I already know. Like, if I want to show them appreciation, I'll literally just, like, do something out of my way. I'll go help my dad with That's some true. chores or shit like that. Like, I don't need to... You know, go downstairs and be like, I love you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, if I said that, they'd be like, you're not showing it. Yeah. You're not? Yeah, you're like, what the dunk fuck? on you. You're like, those are just words, but show me the action. I'm like, it's def Like, if I were really to put my parents' love language into, like, a category, I feel like for all three of us, the top two would most definitely be number one, acts of service, yep. and then number two, definitely not physical touch definitely not gift give maybe it is gift giving fuck i don't know i think mine would for my parents would be quality time quality time yeah oh you know what maybe it would be quality time Mm -hmm. actually i don't know because then they would have wanted to spend quality time with me as a kid yeah oh yeah that's kind of it yeah I think it it might be gift giving just because if they're coming from the Philippines, you know how damn well gift giving is out there. Oh, like yeah, they balak really balak bayan boxes, oh, pasalubong, pasalubong, like all that shit. They take that shit to heart. Like they take it seriously. They yes. they get a big ass box. It's a it's a whole event. <laughs> like, bruh, I bought my mom a Louis Vuitton purse with like one of these big bigger checks I got from my first job. Right, I remember that and. She doesn't even use the purse because she's afraid to get it dirty. I'm like, mom, I bought this shit for you to use. And she's like, no, but I really like it. Like, it shows all your hard Damn. work and stuff. Oh, that's yeah. Good. That's that's a good point. I, it also, like, it symbolizes something to yeah, them. They're like gifts have symbolism to them. Because they're like, it's not even like the functionality part of it. It's like, you know, my kid, like, 
they're mm-hmm. they're working hard and they they're they put, so like yeah. successful that they can get me something like mm-hmm. this that's like that's okay so that's another thing that's why gift giving is near the top of my list and i think i get it from my parents because if i receive gifts or i give gifts i give it with a meaning and something that has symbolism you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i put a lot of thought into it and then same way like if someone like if you were to give me like you know that pokemon card you gave me for christmas i still have that shit bro <laughs> Because it has symbolism. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this Christmas. It was a good S year, so I'm going to keep it. Stuff yeah. like that. Little shit like that. Like, you could give me, like, I don't know. You get you a rock? You give me a rock. You're like, with, like, we got this design. at Flagstaff. And I I genuinely would keep it. Like, <laughs> I, that 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 has meaning to it, to me. That's mm-hmm. funny. Bold and confident. <laughs> is that just your filler like that's it just, just yeah fills the gray matter in your in your brain <laughs> yeah that's your on yeah. a side note don't forget to be bold and bonfitting guys yeah I don't, I don't think we address what that meant uh it's, don't, a, it's uh, just an inside joke. it's an inside joke definitely <laughs> and we'll see how i am next episode if yeah. i'm still bold and bonfitting yeah the, this kind of like something <laughs> something that sparked in in me is like when we were talking about these things in uh our different love languages and like what we want and like what we want from other people there's a point where like it's also like a skill like you can be better at different um love languages i feel like and i feel like that's a that's another thing like another layer to this kind of love language kind of framework is that you can like work on them as like a skill so i guess i guess it would be valuable to tell people to like work on the three most common ones let me pull them up again quality time uh, words of affirmation and physical touch. No, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. It's not those. I wait. Let me guess it. Let me guess just it. like listen. wait. Let me guess it. Quality time is number one. Words of affirmation is number three. Fuck was the other, or number two? There was another one. Gift giving was last. Physical touch. Yes, physical touch Boom. is two. So if you are going to work on your love language skills, you should work on the three most common ones, which are quality time, physical touch, and words of affirmation. I have a question. Um, I feel like the other two are a little bit more self-explanatory on how to work on. Quality time, you know, just show more effort, be present, especially like, okay, so for listeners out there, how you could work on quality time, whether it be friends or significant other or parents, family, just be present in the moment. Don't think about other shit that's going on in your life. Just, and honestly, it's a hard, it's really hard to do, especially if you, you know, dwell on stuff and let it, you know, linger in your mind. It's hard to be present in the moment, but sometimes you just got to look around you and then just enjoy the energy and stuff. That's the at the atmosphere. Um, the one that I struggle with and I really don't know how to improve on would be physical touch. So I'm going to ask you how to improve on that. In what context? Like a, like a romantic relationship? I guess in all aspects, like romantic, um, friendships and, uh, parents, I guess. Cause I feel like that's one thing I struggle with is showing that physical touch until like I'm close with the person, like very close. I think that's fine. Yeah. Like just, um, showing that when you feel like yeah. comfortable enough, I think that's fine. Yeah. I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> like, I mean, it's for certain people. Like there's like, for me, sometimes like I don't feel comfortable dapping someone up you know, like a stranger, but like, it's more of like a, I'm worried about like, they're going to fuck up. Like say for instance, like I just met you and we're going in for a dap up and, 
yeah, you hit, hit me with, with that weird. shit, and I just go like this, and then it's like that. I don't know, bro, and it's awkward, and I'm, <laughs> yeah, nah, I wouldn't know how to go off that. I just hit him like I. It's like a quick time event. Like you just kind of see how like their hands Fucking coming up. up. But see, I've done that before, and like sometimes people hit me with the they hit the you clasp, kinda. and then one person hit me with the two finger, and I just grabbed their two fingers like with the whole <laughs> hand, and I was like, "Damn, what's the two I'm, fingers for?" <laughs> Wait, that's that I've never. I don't know. You I've know never what? seen that, bro. I've we've had this conversation that. about dapping up. Yeah, that's not weird. like that though. No, because no, he was expecting to do the double dab, the just the two finger like that. Oh, uh, sorry, audio, audio listeners. Oh yeah, we. Just... And then it was funny because next time I saw him, I did the two fingers and he held my fucking two fingers. <laughs> so he, so he nodding his head. He was like, "Yeah, so like, hell yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, baby." That's so spicy. I really, I, I, I'm telling you, like the physical touch. That's like that's. It's not that I don't seek physical touch. It's more of like that's kind of the. Like, if I'm with someone, if I'm not comfortable with you yet, like, you know how some people, like, okay, so, like, Makuya Jonro, putting him on blast right now, because he don't listen to this shit. Uh, (laughs) Bro, when he's, like, comfortable with you and he's laughing, he'll fucking slap the fuck out of you to the point where, like, (laughs) oh, dude, I've seen seen him slap the shit out of you before. Yes. And I got heavy hands. He got heavy ass hands. And, like, he'll just be like, I'll crack a joke and be like, yeah. I'll see him wind that shit up and I got a brace for it. You got to slip it? And then if I, <laughs> if it, if it catches me, like, and it's like a, you're like, oh, like I'll literally cuss him out. I'm like, you fucking bitch. Like, stop doing that shit. He's like, oh, my bad. And then slap me again. Cause he's still laughing. I'm like, That's fuck funny. you. That's, funny. That's funny. like, bro, you left a fucking handprint on my shit. Brush up, <laughs> putting on headgear when you hang out with your boy. <laughs> I'm like, hold up. Hold I'm up. about to crack a joke. Although I got to armor up before I mean, armor we do up. this. Like the fact that I got to armor up before cracking a joke to him. <laughs> Bro, that's funny. Where, where do you think that comes from? Like him slapping the shit out of you. I don't is that know. anyone else? or is that No, he does that to everyone. He does it to his sister. Um, he's done it in do? his relationships. I Loki might just be a Filipino thing maybe. I don't know. Because I, I know some Filipinos that do that. I know I like know. the shoulder. They, they put the hand on the shoulder yeah. but not the fucking. The fucking, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you mad funny? <laughs> you scared? You're like you crack a joke and you're like he just fucking throws a one at you. You mad funny? Oh, what the? Fuck? He's he's. I can see Christian doing that though. He's like John's laughing and then he just like he straight up he he like bucks at you while he's laughing and just gets everyone to flinch. He's like, oh shit, that's funny. And then he just scares the shit out of everyone. Bro, he's just you put him in boxing. He's just knocking the Bruh. fuck out of everyone. Like, and it's, okay, the worst times is when I'm fucking driving, and I've literally oh. almost gotten us into a fucking car accident because of that bitch. I'll be driving, and, like, it will be something stupid that I said. It, was, it wouldn't even be that funny, but, like, me and him are just, like, so close, and, like... He's in the backseat? No, bro, he in the front seat, or it's even worse in the backseat, but oh, he in he the got front the room seat, to- and, like, save my hands on the right... Uh, my right hand's on the steering wheel. He'll slap that shit, knock that shit off. I'll be like, yeah. what? And he'll oh, slap the shit on your arm, scratch, your driving scratch, arm. Scratch. Yes. So that's why I drive with my left hand. That's not. That's not safe, <laughs> bro. I'm like, you stupid bitch. Yeah. So, yeah. Quick tip: if you you know you want to be more physically like affectionate, slap the shit out of them. If like, I mean, if you you know they make you laugh. Is that a, was that a tip or was that just like a rant? 
That was a rant. <laughs> I was just ranting. My PTSD. Oh, I mean, I think it's just gest- uh, never just mind the intention, right? Yeah. Like if you're showing that, I mean, like if I was in a like in a in tra- when I was interact if I'm ever interacting with someone and you know uh, like let's say I'm interacting with person A and they're kind of hands on like like we're have like we're laughing we're having a conversation and he's like hi oh, you're funny like slaps me on the shoulder a little bit. And then, like, when we're about to leave, he's like, all right, it was nice seeing you. And, like, you know, he offers to dap me up. And then there's person B I'm talking to. And then they're just, like, you know, in their space. And, like, oh, ha, that's funny. Hey, and we're, like, we're still having, like, a good dynamic. But he's not, like, um, he's, he's kind of has his hands to himself. I'd say person A is, like, is more, like, cares more about me as opposed to person B just because of the fact that they're more physical with their, you know, interactions. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it really comes down to just, like, I don't know. It's like the. It's just the gesture. Just kind of necessarily, you have to like go out of your way to be like. That's it. Just don't be weird about it. Yeah, Yeah. you kind of got to read the room. Be like, you mad funny dog. (laughs) (laughs) You tap up their mouth and fish hook them on the way out. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, just like imagine like you, bro. Imagine you on a date with someone and they're very comfortable with you and they just fish hook you like out of nowhere. (laughs) Like, damn, that's. Yeah. Like, damn, you mad funny. Like, what hey, the fuck? Thank you. That's like one thing I struggle with because, like, I can't read. I'm honestly, I'm very bad with reading into shit. Like, sometimes I can't read body language, so I can't know if someone's comfortable or not. And I don't know if I'm allowed to be physical with them and be like, haha, buddy, you know, give them a fucking. Bro, if I fucking slap Kuyu Genro. I, no, I have done that oh, before, yeah. and I've slapped him because he made me laugh, and I was like, "I'm gonna get this bitch back." I'm fucking slapping the fuck, he's like, "Oh, you not red?" Oh, oh dude, he's like, hey, "It's bro, a battle now. It's, it's on. He's competitive, <laughs> bro. He got calluses on his hands. That shit hurts. Is it, like he's got hurt. lifting calluses. He got and lifting he's... calluses, bro. Like I got lifting calluses, oh, but his are different. That's a problem. Motherfucker, put some Jergens on." <laughs> Now you're just roasting his hand moisturizer. I, I love, I love my cousin. Yeah, He's like my brother. Yeah, y'all are very close. Yeah, but fuck, man. Like, why? I got them thunder hands for real. Like, I feel bad for his significant others. Like, got why? Because they just be taking punishment. Just yeah, all like, day. Like they can't, they can't be, they can't watch a comedy together just because yeah. one of them's gonna get beat the fuck up. <laughs> No, I really pee like that. You're just like, what the fuck? I did, but it, that's a very interesting way to show physical affection. Mm-hmm. Like that's very unique. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We it's talked about black. we talked about how our like our love languages with our parents. What was the harshest thing that your parents said to you that stuck with you like to this day? Um, I can't think of like something like the harshest moment, but I can think of something more recent. And I talked to Paulo about this as soon as it happened, right? So I haven't, I dropped out of college after my first year. So it's been, damn, it's been like three years since I haven't been in college. I told him it took a one year break, but I'm doing great now with my life. You know, I'm pursuing dancing. I'm pursuing this podcast um, and I'm, you know, moving up in my job. And when I got my promotion, right, I told my parents this and my dad seemed proud of me. He smiled gave me congratulations first thing my mom asked me was how much i get paid i was like that's not important to me right now i mean yeah pay is important they just want to know i'm doing good 
But the first thing you're going to ask me, not even like say congratulations, is how much you're getting paid. So I, you know, brush it off, take it with a grain of salt. A couple days later, it's a Sunday, you know, I'm getting ready to go out and I'm excited to, you know, go out. And I, I'm just catching with my parents and I'm telling them more about my life. And all of a sudden they bring back up college. And that was a media turnoff for me. Cause in my head, I thought they were always, they've always been proud of what I've done so far with my life without being in college. And the fact that they brought the conversation back up after three years means that they were holding that shit in. And the moment they did it was so spontaneous and out of nowhere. It really killed my vibe. Like I, I told them I was genuinely excited at that moment. And then they just hit me with the, so when are you going back to college? Or like, so are you going to go to college or like, because a lot of the, I was, I graduated in 2019. So a lot of the, my previous classmates, some of them are graduating this year. And I told my parents that, right. And I told them like, I can confidently say like, out of everyone in my class, I'm living a pretty happy life. And my dad was like, "Mm, some could beg to differ. You could have a degree. I was like, what the fuck? Like, out of all the things, like, I, you know I just got a promotion, like, recently, right? And, like, I'm, I've told you, I'm really happy with my life. And he's like, that's good, but you could be happier if you had a college degree. And the position I'm at, I'm essentially, like, an assistant manager, manager, whatever you want to give the title. It's a leadership role. So he brings up the conversation as, oh, so with this new position, you should go back to college so that you can become even better at this. I'm like, that's not really how it works i feel like the way for me to become a better manager is through the experience of being a manager and not you know reading textbooks how to do it i mean i understand you could definitely get knowledge from that but it's like i don't know just hearing those words not kind of just told them that told me that they're not proud of what i'm doing they say it but deep down they want something else for me and i get it's out of you know out of what they think is best but Sometimes I wish, you know, they would just accept the fact that college isn't in my future anytime soon. And I'd rather prefer them to just be supportive of what I want to do with my life. Because the path that I have laid out, and you guys have heard this before, I tell this to you guys all the time, is like, I really do look look forward to what my future looks like just because I finally have this shit laid out. And I think that's why I was so excited to tell them. And then they just shot it down. So I guess that moment was was it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, yeah. You, I remember when you called me, you were pretty bent out of shape about it and it was very understandable. Like that's a, that's a pretty like unfortunate way to respond to good news. Mm -hmm. And you had like a lot of things going for you that were really good. And so turning that, um, turning that into a, like a negative experience isn't like that, like they could have handled that a lot better. Yeah. I think that's one thing that Asian parents have in common they always have something to say. Yeah. Always. They always have some kind of opinion, always have two cents or always have some kind of wisdom they want to put out there for you. Yeah. And they, they can't they can't just listen. Yeah, and they take they take a casual conversation and turn it yeah. into a life lesson. Yeah. yeah. Do you have like experiences with that soil? Um what which one? With like um having your parents turn like a casual conversation into like a life lesson? Oh, yeah, multiple times, actually. It's like a joke. It's a run ongoing joke with my sister and me where whenever we'd have any casual conversation with my parents, they, well, mainly my mom, she'd always somehow turn it into some kind of life lesson. 
I think I do remember one time where when I was younger, when I was in like in high school and uh, during that time of uh, my life, I was, I had like, I had uh, acid reflux, like really bad acid reflux. So like my stomach would always be burning, right? And there was one time where it was like late at night at, after school and I was like complaining to my mom about how like my stomach was burning a lot. And like I, I, all I wanted to hear from her was like, Oh, take this medicine, or like, oh, you'll be better. But she's like, you know why your stomach is burning a lot? That damn phone. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, it's because you're not eating enough. You know why you're not eating enough? It's because you're always on the computer. Damn. Computer. It's yes. a computer. You're you're always on your computer, and then you're not Knock. you're neglecting your health because you're always focused on it. And now you're not gonna eat anymore. So now that you're not eating, your stomach is burning. And I'm like, I just I got acid reflux. I need some help. I'm in, I'm in pain. Oh, like. Or they'll turn something into, like, like take that situation, right? When I got tattoos, bro, they'll be like, you're going to fucking die from cancer. They think that, you, <laughs> like, we're going to get blood diseases bro, from Bro, they're tattoos. like, bro, my mom, I showed her my more recent tattoos, right? She's like, Anak, stop getting tattoos. <laughs> I'm just all like, it's not going to stop. They're permanent. And I'm going to get more. Erase them. And she's like, you can't donate blood. I was like, what the fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> She what? was just pulling at straws at that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, when, how I was like, you... I've never donated blood before. What are you, <laughs> you talking can't donate about? Blood anymore? I was gonna ask that. I was like, like how and often? then my dad was like, my dad was like, you know, when people in uh, in prison get tattoos, they get there. There's potential to getting ink poisoning. And I'm like, I got this shit sterilized, like if in a professional shop. Like, if you're at prison, you got way bigger problems than bro. ink poisoning. Like. Oh my gosh! One of the, the sometimes the bullshit the the, the straws <laughs> they be pulling was so fucking stupid. When I got my ears pierced for the first time, I told my mom, right? I was like, "Yo, mom, I'm gonna get my ears pierced. I'm 18," and she's like, "Anak, don't do that. People will think you're you're bakla or or a drug dealer, or even worse, a bakla drug dealer." <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck?" First of all, mom, chill out. It's 2019. We're nothing wrong with being gay. My like half yeah. my cousins are gay. Yeah, being gay is like you gotta. And that's like, a you title know now. This. Yeah, it's okay. And like two, we live in the suburbs. Oh, Who yeah. am I dealing drugs to? <laughs> what are you selling weed? That's I go to now a legal? Catholic. I was. I, I go to a Catholic high school. Who am I? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. She just went, took that to like a hundred. Like you're going to deal coke now after you you pierce your ears. Yeah, like, I, I feel like there's some kind of collective understanding between Filipino moms. That's literally what my mom said when my brother got what a gay drug dealer. Like but, both. Yeah. yeah. Wait, really? When, yeah. How many gay drug? Why are gay drug dealers like a bad thing? Why is, is there... the correlation between <laughs> earrings with gay drug dealers? There's a collective conscious going on. I'm sure Filipino gay moms. Drug it's dealers are fine. Bro, they yeah. it's like this is they share information with each other. Like, oh, if you see that, that's that's the sign of a gay dog. They're like, they'd be like, Hoy, Ate, my son uh Christian's getting a, a tattoo. He's about to be a drug dealer. <laughs> like, okay, this is this is what we're gonna use as for like prior or knowledge for next time if we see someone with a tattoo. Yeah. Drug dealer. Drug dealer. No, nah, but like when my brother he wore this one earring on one ear, it was like a long ding dingly one. It was kinda it was like it was only on one side, uh, and the other side it was like not pierced or like there was like a small stud piercing. My mom was like, "Straight up, you look like you're a drug dealer, and you also look gay because it's on it's on, on one, side. one side." That's was so it, wait, 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 wait. Question though, what side was it? It was on the 
Probably the right side. Okay, now that that's not even. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Back then, some history. I'm pretty sure it is the right side. If you wore one earring on one side and it was on the right side, it was to signify you were gay. Oh. And there's a purpose behind that because I believe. Don't fact check me. <laughs> fact check him. Don't please. <laughs> I heard this from my gay cousin, or no, he's bisexual. I think he told me. Anyways, bisexual is half gay. Yeah. Or the spectrum of gay. Yeah. But I believe it's so that pe- so that gay people could, you know, identify each other just, just in case they want to get down, I guess. <laughs> get but down. yeah, so if Corbin was wearing that on the right side, I mean, I doubt your mom knows what it means. But I mean, just to clarify, you know, it does. And at some point it would have signified he was bakla. <laughs> That's funny to have like a like a like a signifier like it's like you're in a like, cool club <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're in a secret club you see the earring and you're like oh he's part of the like, hey, it's like a club it's like a freemason club but with like instead of it's like, like imagine that hoods, person it's like i don't know rainbow boas or something i don't know <laughs> those super Bruh. super offensive imagine if you didn't know that shit back then you're just wearing a right ear <laughs> just because you think it's cool and someone comes up to you and like Hey. Hey. You're like, hey, and you're just like, oh, whoa, like, hey, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot right now. What are you trying to do tonight? I'm like, and you're just like, um, um chill. I'm going to the library. <laughs> <laughs> just, you're just like, some... I like your earrings. And you're like, oh, thanks. I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Slaps you in the. You're just like, as you oh. walk by, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. What, what's happening? And you just keep getting attention, and then you're just yeah. like, I don't know, I'm just getting a lot of attention from like, you know, not not the people I want attention from. <laughs> So, yeah. so gay drug dealing is a big like n- like no no in the Filipino community. I guess. I guess so. I guess so. I don't know, man. I don't know how much the the gay factor goes into like the, like plays into the drug dealer. Like, are they more exclusive? So they're not as like they're look more looked down upon, Bruh. Like, okay, I know that's it's crazy. that's not inclusive. No, yeah, the equivalent they put shit onto, like especially with tattoos and piercing, is insane. They put that shit at a crazy level of like you're insane because all right there was a time like when i got my first tattoo right and i told my dad because at that time me and my dad were cool so he didn't really care like i already had my ear piercings and stuff so he's like okay sure whatever and i was gonna tell my mom right and i was like mom i got something to tell you and my dad was breaking the ice so he made a stupid joke right he was like yeah, Christian's going to have a baby. And then my mom's like, what? She's about to be my ass on sight. Like, she fucking held up my hand. And I was like, no, I'm not having a baby. Like, the fuck? I'm having I twins. But I, have a, but I do have a tattoo. And I went oh. like this. And she went, same energy. What? <laughs> you thought you were going to hit him with a, with a, like, I don't know what it's called. When you, like, over-exaggerate over so you can. So, like, you could downplay it a little? Yeah, so you can downplay nah, the real news. It kind of made her mad even more. Yeah, it just brought her up. And it, then brought it brought her, her up higher. to a different level. Like, this, it wasn't at the same level. It was a little bit higher. <laughs> and then she really, like, grabbed my arm and started rubbing it off. And she's like, Anak, back in the mind. Damn. Tattoos. I'm like, what it's are you real. talking? I'm like, what are you talking about? Ate got one on her fucking neck. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Two months earlier. <laughs> on the neck. Like, even when I show her my... That's why when I get tattoos now, like, I don't even show them till like, two, three months later. And I let them, like, see it for themselves. And they're like, Hoy, what is that? I'm like, oh, I've been having this. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, this has been... This is, like, month four. Oh, yeah, like, I've been had this. Bro, when my parents ask... Like, I tell my parents about my tattoos. And mm-hmm. 
each every single time, like for the two tattoos I got, they always ask to look at it, and then I show them, and then they give me a stink face. Like they're like, <laughs> and then she, they eye like they eye the tattoo, they eye me, they like give a little like stink face look of disapproval. And they look at the tattoo again, and then they're like, okay, and then they just right. go on their business. It's but kinda... it's like a, the look of disapproval, <laughs> where they don't really want to like. Go like, off on like, oh my go on a lesson again with a tangent and like rant about why you're gonna die of blood poisoning, whatever. You know what? So that's they're just like, is. they're just gonna look at it and be like, they just now they've they've degraded to a stink face. And yeah. I mean, that's all. That's honestly all we could take. They are making progress. Is best what be- we're getting at. Yes, best believe. Whenever like I leave the house wearing shorts because I have a tattoo on my calf, I know damn well my mom just staring at that shit and just being just beaming. Just I know damn well this her face just. Yeah, our parents definitely have mellowed out. I would say that when we were younger, at least for my from my experience, they were far more harsh with their punishments oh, as opposed for to sure. uh, as I got older. The mental distress they would fucking give you is insane. Like when I was a kid and I got bad grades, not gonna lie, because I I played video games, I wanted to have fun. <laughs> I got you know I got bad grades. I got the C's and the B's. Damn, you said that's bad grades. Bro, that's you already know. Pretty average. You already <laughs> yes, know. Dang, dang. An occasional D, which is still passing. Oh, that's fucking... You fucked up if I you got know, a D. I bro. Paulo knows this. If I was on a call and, like, all I hear is... Tristan! Bro. Like a bomb siren? Bro. <laughs> 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 I already know my dad's checking my fucking report card or he's getting the quarterly review. I already know which missing assignments are. And Damn. This, is, this stems out for me because sometimes, like, if I do something, if I'm looking forward to something, like, say I'm talking to, like, someone or, like, I applied for a position, right? I will downplay myself as a coping safety mechanism because of this. Like before going downstairs, I already told myself, I didn't do the homework. My dad doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a quick what jump, a dude. jump, bro. <laughs> nah, like, I'm a disappointment to my I'm family. I'm a disappointment. Like, I'm going to get disowned. <laughs> yeah. You got to see my I'm like, <laughs> I'm about to get grounded. I'm fucked. <laughs> I go downstairs, food's ready. Oh. Nah, bro. Nah, hell no. Nah. Nah. The, the volume of the Christian, like, that's why, like. That's how you knew. Bro, nowadays, I'm telling you, like, this is why I overthink shit because I got trauma from that. Like, like I said, if I'm talking to someone, like, I already, I downplay myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get ghosted. It's cool, though. I'm used to it. Or, like, if I'm not going to get the position I'm in, I'm be like, yeah, you know what? Like, someone else going to get it. I'm going to be fine. I would do that because as a kid, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get grounded, but it's okay. Damn, you did pre-harm. I did pre-harm. Like, I was setting up my cushion so that when I fall, it, it wouldn't It doesn't be. hurt as much. Yeah. yeah. But best believe that shit still hurt. So, like, yeah. when I go downstairs, I, you know, sniffling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Were you fake sniffling or was it real? <laughs> no, it was real, bro. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, but sometimes cool. it'd be the sniffling, so, like, you know, it shows, like, they'd be a little easy on me because I'm already traumatized. <laughs> He'd be like... What is this? Why didn't you do these assignments? What is this? Why do you have a D? And then he'd just stare at me. And I'd be like, Bro. <laughs> I don't know. Getting stared at by your parents while you're getting scolded is and like the most the, vulnerable thing ever. Like, bro, like, I get it. I fucked up, okay? Like, don't fucking do this to me. 
And then it was just the mental distress. I'm like, am I not going to eat dinner tonight because of this? <laughs> Bro, I'm just remembering like some memories I've had of that kind of experience. And I'm kind of, it's kind of funny because my parents, like, especially my dad, he doesn't really speak English well. And so, like, you know, when they're staring at you because they're trying to listen to your explanation of why you didn't get a good grade. Like, my, parent, my dad wouldn't understand English very well, so I could just imagine him, like, squinting. He's like, he's at, his mouth is open because he's trying to really understand what I'm saying. So he's just like, like this, staring at me as I'm, yeah. like, sniffling and trying to explain. It was just, like, a funny visual to me. <laughs> Bro, my funny visual is because my dad has fluffy hair and he had longer hair. So he'd be, a lot of the times when I'm trying to explain to him why I fucked up, he'd be shaking his head. So this is all I see because, like, I have similar hair to my dad. He'd just be like this. <laughs> that shit jumping damn that's sassy i'm though. like why are you shaking your head no like i'm like just understand that you that's know sassy. i'm in fifth grade i don't want to do my freaking book report <laughs> like i want to play minecraft dad <laughs> yeah, see, I, had a, I had an opposite well i had the same experience but for the opposite reasons well i mean it's not opposite but like it was uh it was just different okay because like i i did pretty well in school like i'd get Straight A's, whatever. Oh yeah, Soyo yeah, was flex. Soyo was balling. <laughs> yeah, but four point nine GPA. So so I had all that already being scouted. Yeah, yeah. So like I showed my I showed my report card or my progress report, and then they like scroll like they looked down uh, one row at a time to you know double check it's an A, it's an A, it's an A, and then they see a single B, and then they'd be like, so why is there a B here? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, what am I supposed to say? Uh, like I did not for me. I did all my homework. I, I just didn't do that well on a test. So, like, shit, my bad. <laughs> but, like, I'd be shitting myself because I'd always have to, like, come up with an explanation for why I got a B oh, <laughs> when I should have gotten an A. Like, the fuck? Bro, and they think that shit will affect your future. They'll be like, you got to be on this. You won't be a doctor. You- <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm in seventh grade. <laughs> you're just in second grade straight up. Like, you're not going to make it. <laughs> you're not going to make it. You're going to be homeless. I'm just all like, you're going to leave me? <laughs> you're going to leave me? Damn, you're gonna kick me out. They're like, you're gonna be homeless on the street selling drugs because you got a C. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm sitting here seven year, years old as fuck, just like, huh? <laughs> What's a street? I can't spell that. <laughs> That's why I gotta be. <laughs> That's how I feel. You're like, what are drugs? I failed science class. He's like, spell it D R W. No! <laughs> science! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yeah, pretty much. They would just straight up. They they. What would you say? Um, like oh, you gotta be what? What the fuck is this? What you just tell them like? You know, I I had like a pregame strategy before I showed my oh, yeah. report cards all the time because like it's not like with Christian situation where they just somehow find it where Christians off guard. I had to like present it to them. I had to have a game plan first because you're so like, lucky. I had to know, like, I, I knew I had like a B or something, and so I'd be like, okay, so how can I? What can I say about this? Fucking, I have one B. Uh, it's about this class. I'll be like, so I'm gonna approach them and be like, yeah, I'm, I, I, the test was so hard. Like it was unfair. The class average was like a C or like it was a seventy percent. And I'd Shit. like I'd make that kind of stuff the, up. The go to that everyone failed. Everyone though. fucked yeah. up. And they didn't round up the grade. Yeah. <laughs> they hate us. Yeah. They were racist. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. Just pull out all the excuses. Have you guys ever done this? So I would try to prepare sometimes too. Like if I knew I fucked up, like I would get my shit ready. So there are times where like I would miss like 
you know, three, four math assignments, you know why? Because I want to play Minecraft. <laughs> so like I missed those three, four assignments. I didn't make up the time to like do the, the makeup or get the late percentage for it. My dad would see that. He'd be like, what are these missing assignments? And I'll be like, I did them, dad. Like I would pull out my old math assignments because he, yeah. he don't know the lessons. Oh I'll be God. like, don't worry. Like I already did them. Like I just, you know, I didn't have time to turn it in. Like I was late for class, so they didn't let me turn it in. So look, I already have them ready. That for the math assignments weren't even halfway done. There's like three fucking questions on that shit. The date but, is but from like four months ago. The, the, I would erase the date, oh. rewrite the number. Add oh like some numbers gosh. so it looks like it. Oh fuck! And I would show him like, don't worry, I, I got it. I got this shit planned. Damn, it would backfire because like <laughs> two weeks later he would check up again. And, you know my shit's still not done. <laughs> I did the it. same assignment. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> he's like, he's like, why don't you turn it in? I'd be like, I'm be honest, that I forgot. <laughs> oh, and then he would beat my ass. like he wouldn't beat my ass, but he would met like verbally just be like, you're the dumb. Fuck? Yeah. You're a disappointment. You he can't would, do anything he would, right. He would verb or physically do the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What What was like the worst punishment that you got? Like if you fucked up, like what would they? What would, What was like the worst thing for you? Getting scolded after school on the ride back from home. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. The ride back from home is so like vulnerable because you don't have anywhere to go. You and can't you, just, you just sit there. You and just then take it in. You're look, You're trying not to see the rear view mirror because then you'll make eye contact with them. Because they're just looking at you, driving still on cruise control so they can flame you. So, yeah, getting scolded was pretty bad. Yeah. I'd say, like, I have, like, different kind of ways of understand or not understanding, but, like, feeling or, like, considering what is harsh. Because, like, the punishments I got when I was younger were pretty fucked up physically. But the the things they say, like, when I was older, it's like that stuff sticks with you to this day. Whereas yeah. when I was younger and it was a physical thing, I can kind of laugh at that when yeah. I look back. But like uh, physical punishment, there was one time when I was a kid where I guess I was like fighting with my sister because we had a we were we were we we fought a lot. Bro, we didn't have fighting good... your siblings is the wildest thing, bro. Because you go like I've I've watched Soyo fight his siblings and, and they both knew karate, yeah. so it was the most kung fu shit I've ever seen. You feel like you're watching a Jackie Chan movie, or like a fucking Bruce Lee shit. movie. Yeah. Like they're they're doing parkour in the living room at like fucking seven and like Cause I don't know how old. The the thing is like your age gap was like wasn't like too far apart. Like for me, it was like a one sided wash because my my sister and my sisters were way older and bigger than me, Same. so they would fuck me up. But Soyo and like his sister were like they were both like black belts, and then Soyo wasn't like too much smaller than 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 her <laughs> sister. So you guys would fuck each other up, bro. I would be there. <laughs> yeah, you were. You would be there, and then you'd also. Be awkwardly listening when my parents would, or my dad especially, would I just was, be yelling. I would be, I would be like scared. Bro, I'm like, oh, what do I do? There have been times when we're on a fucking Skype or Discord call when back then, and we would hear the yelling going on, and we're just like, "Damn, that shit going on right now." Oh yeah, Skype. It, it would be like real, real unfortunate. We, you know, what the signal, what what the signal would be is if like we just heard the vacant like fire alarm beep. Because <laughs> yeah. would I don't know Your family would just never They would just leave it We didn't change yeah. the fire alarm So if we could, years, Boop Yeah and then just vacant Like <laughs> Just vacant yelling In the in the distance And you're like um, Alright I'm going B <laughs> or, yeah. like, or you, if we're playing like 
Minecraft where you're just like building around soil. You're just like, damn, this shit really going on. Right <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll protect soil so he doesn't get attacked while it's he's so getting attacked in real life. Terrible <laughs> seeing their character not fucking move, and you just hear that shit in the background, and oh. you're just like, you're just staring at their character. You're just like, damn, this really happening to them right now. And then you see they leave the game, and you're like, oh, damn, shit, yeah, we don't know when we're gonna see him again. Yeah, and then yeah. like you hear the walk back to the the computer. The chinelas. You hear the you hear the, the slippers. Oh yeah, the ruffling too. The ruffling. And then, and then just a <laughs> Well, that was always going on for Soy. Soy always yeah. had like I don't know, Soy had mold or something, which is all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the couch you guys are fucking <laughs> talking about. Soya's crusty ass couch. Disease couch. A little a little backstory. So Soya used to have this fucking nasty ass <laughs> black couch in his room. Bro, we don't know what the fuck like before COVID existed, that sh- it was on there. That was the primordial COVID, There was this dude. one time. That was COVID one, bro. No, COVID yes. Alpha. <laughs> that was that was the beta version. That was the pre-alpha. That was the pre-release exclusive access. Bro, me and Paula, we took a sleepover one day, and we both slept on that shit. It was on contact, bro. It was on contact. The next day, me and me and Paula were both sick. We were fucked up, bro. Like our throats clogged like with mucus just and we sounded the same we were like you want to get eggs you want to get soya do you have eggs bro we just had headaches fever like congestion bro i was jay chung too which was the funny part (laughs) no soya built an immune system through that shit yeah like i remember paulo coming over because his dad was hanging out with my dad and he brought like black ops on the wii yeah and i'd be playing that but the moment he sat on the couch he like it was like a gradual thing where like the moment he made contact, it was like sniffling at first, and then he started sneezing, and then he slowly like started cuddling, like lying down onto the couch because and he then wanted he got to rest. Because I felt like shit, and I was like, oh, I just need to lay down, not not knowing I was going into and then the I fucking was, abyss. My freaking five year old ass is like sitting on the on another chair. And oh, I'm yeah. like playing Black Ops, like aiming the Wii remote at the TV. I'm like, come on, look at this, look at this. Yeah, Hello. you knew what was up. You knew where to sit. You're you're like, oh, that's the that's the. What was it called? When uh, like Chernobyl and all that shit, like Ground Zero or whatever. Oh, I'm fucking weak, yeah. <laughs> but Soyo's like, he know he knows the technique. He's sitting over there doing his thing. Soyo, was Soyo fun. fucking created that shit so that he would have fun for himself. Oh yeah, he? it was a, it was a sabotage a sabotage mission. Yeah, like oh you guys can sit over there, and we're like oh okay. He's like oh yeah. I'm like oh shit, Literally. I got my food. Five second rule. <laughs> not knowing I had Bro, like just talking about this shit is, is like making me feel bad right yeah, now I I'm feel like, like I'm getting the PTSD from it I'm like starting to feel a little yeah I feel I don't feel good <laughs> no for real yeah oh yeah. but <coughs> I need to clear my throat <clears throat> getting getting to your uh, your harshest punishment yeah um when I was younger uh and I got in trouble because I was fighting my sister the worst thing I had to do was that I had to balance on one leg um oh shit uh, standing up, balance on one leg. Uh, the other leg had to have like a stack of books on it, and like I have to make sure it doesn't fall, and I have to stand there for like thirty minutes. They punished you like that? Yeah, I have never heard. I of forgot that. that this would happen. Like I'd be balancing, I, one leg is up, and it had a it had a stack of bookshelf or uh, book books on it, and if I and the timer would be going down, if the books fell 
uh, the timer reset and I have to do it all over again. What a complex punishment. That's a mental punishment, bro. And yet they're still making you improve your balance. Yeah, you they came really out there said, buff. They really said, we're going to punish you, but we're still going to do this so you're productive. Yeah, you're gonna, we're going to get your balance up, but you're still getting punished. Wait, were you the one? I don't know if it was you. Did they make you kneel on salt too? I've heard of that one. I have heard of that one. Um, I know or I had like, to kneel on... Or like a bottle cap? I've heard bottle cap. There was something that I had to kneel on. I don't remember what, but that was also another thing. I had to like kneel in front of the altar, and then there'd be like something under it. And like it would be for a long time that I'd fall asleep. And so I'd just be sleeping on the floor and wake up like an hour later and they just so like they're passing by me they just see me passed out <laughs> on the floor and they just leave me alone they just don't even do anything about it and they just don't acknowledge you like yeah. what the fuck and i wake up like a couple hours later because i'm disoriented i'm like oh shit i was i was getting punished like, where am i <laughs> oh shit i gotta be oh and then it just rushes back into your mind mm-hmm. bro waking up and remembering that you're still like your parents are mad to use the worst yeah that your parents are like you're hated you're, you wake up and you're like Oh wow, that was a good ah oh, fuck. fuck yeah. how, like I would never know how to approach them. Yeah, I'd be like, so that's like, another. Can thing. I get food or what's the deal? The communication with the parents, like, they no one ever says sorry. Like, I mean, we as kids say sorry, but like, do we really mean it? At the time, it's just because we know our parents want to hear it. Mm-hmm. But our parents, like, say if they fucked up and they don't know, the communication was the way time, the way we heal with our parents after like a rough thing time yeah time really. you just get over it you do, eventually yeah. that's honestly that's probably why like that's why communication skills are you know, ass that's ass. why we have a lot of fucking trauma because we never actually recovered from it yeah we never actually yes. healed we just kind of suppressed it until like we forgot mm-hmm. yeah and then, it, and then it comes back later when you remember you're like oh shit that hurts <laughs> what uh bold and confident oh um <laughs> my punishments were different depending on like who was like my guardian mm-hmm. but for the most part they would if i fucked up they would just ignore me like they would just straight up like just make me feel like shit just like they would just leave me mm-hmm. like be like you fucked up and then they would just leave me so that sounds that sounds kind of damn so that yeah, yeah that, that was that was the awful. harshest punishment for me it isn't as like you know when i was younger i got the but then yeah and then uh, as I got older, they would just like, you know. Fly. You guys ever got the That's, flying chinella? <laughs> They're going to say flying knee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Christian's going to do. Yeah. I was like, you ever got a flying knee? <laughs> <laughs> just get fucking flying knee as a five-year-old? <laughs> Bruh. That would be so, so harsh. Bro, like, my parents would threaten me, and there have been times where they just fucking chuck that shit on me, like, bro. Weave. <laughs> Do you ever like um, your parents? Like it just they do that thing where like they threaten you with whatever like is near, like TV remote, hammer, yeah, yeah. just anything. One time, my dad, me and my dad really got into. It. He got really mad and he took off his belt and he was like, "Wait, oh!" For a second, I was like, <laughs> "But he, he didn't. He never took it that far." Nah, it was it was always like it was a mental game. Don't ever do that to your kids physically. Talk it out with them. Um, one. Let's move on to. We still have more to. I did have um, a couple of clips I wanted us to react to mm. that involve um, parenting in a way. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this. like when I mean, for us, I feel confident for the three of us. But when, when, you have plan, when you plan to have a family, don't 
you got to learn how to communicate with your kid. They're a person, whether you want to believe it or not, just because they're young, they still feel emotions. And, you know, it's a good time to teach them that communication is the number one thing. That way, when they grow up, they have the background of being a good communicator. So, Yeah, I think that's why I really think it's important that we're talking about this kind of thing right now, because... At least what I've realized is that once you get older and you start to recognize the flaws you have, sometimes you attribute those flaws to like your your childhood and like how your parents may have treated you. And like a trap that you fall into, at least uh, as it happened to me, was that you start identifying with that and, and then you start believing that your flaws are a result of your, you know, bad upbringing or your parenting your parents parenting you in a bad way and like you know you end up becoming like uh like a victim because you're like oh this i'm a product of a bad parent uh bad parenting and bad uh just a bad childhood in general and like if you don't learn to heal from that you end up bringing it to the next generation if you're not you're planning to have kids and And it never stops and then you keep that cycle going so that's why it's important to acknowledge the fact that you know you might have not had a, the best childhood, or you've had uh, your parents could have done better, but it's not necessarily that you need to blame them and play victim to it. You, it's like it's just that's how things turned out, and that's how you have to learn to move on and heal from it without holding resentment. Because you know, if you resent your parents because they brought you up in that way, you're just not getting anywhere. You're not healing. You're just making things worse. Yeah, I. <clears throat> I think that breaking the cycle of harm is something that we should bring into like people's awarenesses just because I think that um, a lot of our viewers are like young adults and I think making them aware of that, it makes them it just giving that awareness to them is very important. I think with um, even with my family, I didn't have the greatest upbringing, but I still, I still love them with all my heart. I still try to make the, the relationships, you know, as uh, even though I'm not like, necessarily close to them i i try to show them love the way i can and i still like love and respect my parents um even though i have some critiques about like their parenting and how they could have done it better i feel like all of us have that i still like i still a big goal of mine is to be able to pay them back for like all the all the hard work and stuff that they've they've done for for me and like my family so it's it's important to love your your parents even if they've made mistakes we had this conversation before, um, me and Paulo, like first season, like long ass episode ago. But we said, regardless of, you know, our relationship with our parents currently and stuff, it's a two way street. Yeah, they may have not shown us, you know, because not everyone's perfect. Our parents aren't perfect and stuff. But, you know, we still have to. We have to seek past that and like seek to understand where they come from, because at the end of the day, if you if you guys just hold grudges against each other, nothing's ever going to get fixed. And I don't know if you remember us talking about this, but it's like we were specifically talking about our dads and like it's not just their fault, but it's also my fault, too, for not being better. I could have like I could definitely have showed that I love them and I could have definitely like taking more care of them as a as their child too so yeah yeah it's a it's a two-way street it very much is just because um you know we feel like they could have been better parents we could also have been like um better better children to them in a way 
um, which isn't necessarily like our fault for not knowing, but that's still like a perspective to have. Yeah. Um, so I have a, like two clips I want to show. Um, they're pretty quick, but the first one I think is called uh, like it's a it's a daughter who gets a hold of her mom's keys while she's gardening uh, her car keys. So it's a very interesting scenario. See, it's like kids are crazy, bro. How'd she even get in that position in the first place is what I'm wondering. She's filming a TikTok. Jesus Christ, what are you doing in my car? So, um, she almost, she almost like dies, mm-hmm. uh, and crashes the car. Um, the, it was a very like jarring thing to watch. But uh, something that I found even more interesting was like the comments were very pro child beating. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> in an African household, it's over for this kid. Yeah, oh a lot my of gosh. Them. Even after the mom hopped in the car, the little girl looked at the camera. She's in- imitating and influenced by what reality has taught her. Notice the people around you. Record everything. TikTok. Everything for views. Don't blame the mom. Help change the culture. Do you think it's the mom's fault or nah. the the kid's fault? I mean, Cause, honestly, because the mom influenced, like, yes. let this behavior kind of slide. Yes, oh. obviously. Um, I mean, they have to. The mom definitely has to take responsibility for being a parent. Mm-hmm. But I will say, oh my fault. Definitely, it wasn't the mom's intention for this to happen. But it's never anyone's intention. But allowing this kind of behavior is insane. Like, I don't know. How do you guys think the mom reacted, though? No, I think she was just acting in the moment. Yeah. I think it was pretty, yeah. pretty... She had pretty good reflexes, she, honestly. Yeah. She, that was impressive, she, mom. Damn. No, I'm honestly... The mom's protective the mom instinct was on. Was like, yeah. yeah, she wanted to protect her kid. And honestly, like, I'm glad the first thing you didn't see was her, like, slap the kid or something like that. Yeah. Like, the first thing she did was grab the camera. All right, yeah. and, then, and then we have comments like this that says... And what did the five fingers say to the face? And then the next comment is, it's okay to physically discipline your child just saying. Every, I mean... You know, I, th- I agree with the comment of it being society. Is, my mama would have would This one ass. is so on the nose. It's okay to hit, it's no, okay to hit children. He didn't even spell children right. It said children. That's a level five See, like, right there. But really think about like Sell putting her. yourself in this situation. Yo, now that's different. That's wild. That's different. This will be a good condom commercial. Yeah, this is harsh. Oh, no, man. It's something about, like, we say it now, but when you're frustrated like that, you can't even really be frustrated at your kid because, you know, it's kind of your fault for not teaching them better. Mm-hmm. Like, kids are curious, but, you know, some kids are, they know not to do that shit. Like, I've gone into my parents' car before and, like, pretend I'm driving the steering wheel. Yeah. But I know damn well not to fucking put the key in the car because Uh they always they were very they're like you could do that pretend you're in the driver's seat but don't put the key in the car and they keep the key on them Mm -hmm. yeah you know the mom yeah she came in there Mm. she got in there in the 11th hour she got well i'd say she could have gotten hit by the door too oh she could have gotten fucked up bro like she really i don't see it's really hard to say who's in the fault no, I'm not even thinking about 
well, I mean, like, I'm not thinking about the fault in the moment there. I'm just thinking, like, this could have all just been prevented if mm. at the very beginning you raise your child in a, in a less, uh, in a way that's not influenced by society. Because I'm assuming yeah, this is, yeah. this yeah. is a result of just being an iPad kid where you're on your, uh, where you just give your iPad to your kids so that you don't have to actually that's parent insane. them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's looking at TikTok and she's seeing all this influencer stuff. And she's like, oh, I want to try it because that's what that's everyone else true. is doing. So, like, if we went to the very beginning and just instead of raising your kid to be an iPad kid, you actually raise them how you want to raise them with, like, your own standards and, and like, morals and values, then From maybe this won't have happened. Like, rewatching this video over and over again is, like, making me irritated. Yeah, he's like, you can look so, at the child and she's, like, she's, like, she's not so taking it. Yeah, she's then, not taking it seriously at all. Then she, she thinks think she's it's, like, danger. funny because, like, look how the mom comes in. Yeah, like, she's reacting just how an influencer yeah, would react. That's what I'm, in that damn, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like a person who does prank videos, like, it's just a prank, just a prank. But like, bro, you're doing yeah. something so serious to another person's fucking life, and then this is the type of reaction you have. Like, see, like that face oh, right there. That's yeah. that, that's react. That's influencer reaction. That's it bad. is influencer reaction. Those thumbnails were like, damn. Yeah. Don't raise yeah. your kids on iPads, guys. Yeah. This is for the future. See, like even she did an parents. intro video. Like this is what we're gonna do today. Yeah, that's so. Um, yeah, be a be a more active and pro, like I guess proactive parent and uh, really uh, keep an, keep an eye out on what's influencing your kid. All right. So and then we have a second one, which is Hold an Andrew Tate kid. clip. We can Andrew Tate. We can use his name in the thumbnail and Let's in the title. Views. Let's give you because you motherfuckers. Only 140 views on our last episode when we mentioned Aiden Ross and Andrew Tate. I bet you they even fucking watch. I bet they don't even like Andrew Tate. A lot of people don't. All right. So this, the context of this is like, um, this is Andrew Tate talking about his relationship with his father. This YouTube channel is really called Tate Effect. Yeah, 91 subs. We have more than them. All right. My whole life was hardship. And, and to some degree, I try and make sure my life retains some degree of hardship. Mm. Uh, my, my father was the OG. I was raised by probably the best father on earth. I really genuinely but believe But he wasn't that. around? It, it, but a father doesn't have to be around. This is a big mistake. This is another big mistake, especially among the conservatives and the trad cons and all this crap. The idea that a father needs to sit around like a second mother to make a child healthy is, is a fallacy. In fact, I'd say it's detrimental to the child. I see all these dudes out here, they have a kid, and they basically become mother number two. Why? The mother keeps the child alive. As a father, it's your job to be impactful. You need to guide, you need to be a role model, you need to be a superhuman. Everyone should look at their father like a superhero. That's what you should genuinely view him as. It's hard to be a superhero if you're home every day arguing with your wife changing diapers. That's not what a man should do. A man should rock up, teach lessons, be impactful, and it's more about quality as opposed to quantity of time. I saw my dad once a month. He was out on the streets, he was pimping, hustling. My father was a chess grandmaster. He's traveling the world playing chess. He had all his girls, he's doing whatever he's doing. When he came home, it was an impactful time, whether it was a positive impact or a big argument or whatever. Never was I ever around my father. It was a low energy environment. That's not who he was as an individual. And I remember every single second spent with him. There's a whole bunch of dudes out here and chicks. Their father's home all the time, fine. But if you're home all the time, you're gonna lose to a degree your mystery. Doesn't matter how cool you are as an individual. If you're home all the time, always, you're not gonna have that magical power as opposed to, whoa, dad's home. I'm telling you, the biggest mistake fathers make is that they let the woman convince them that to be a good dad, they need to be there all the time. That is a complete lie. 
Fathers never did this. We were always at war or down the coal mines or away working. This is the way it's always been for, the, for humanity, right? The men were away doing important things. Now the man's at home changing diapers. I call punk. I agree with some of the things he has to say. I definitely say he, he has a, he's really good at wording things <clears throat> to make it very, like, inflammatory. Inflammatory, he definitely. Especially, yeah. like, with the you don't need to be around. He's like, when people hear that you don't need to be around to be a good father, it's like, oh, that's, I don't need to be, I don't, I can just leave my kid. Yeah. But it's like, that's not really exactly what he's trying to say. He's and saying, that's why I'm like, damn, this guy knows how to word his bro, shit. And then not yeah. only that, but like. He's saying quality over quantity, but he he's is. saying it in a super like. He's a, because there are kids out way. there who their dads aren't even there at all. Like, mm-hmm. and they think, oh, as if my dad comes back and shows me, you know, at least one good time, like it might not even. It really relates to a specific type of person. And that's great that, you know, his dad was impactful in a way yeah. like that once a month. <clears throat> but every dude is different. And, like, I don't know. The the fact that he was, you know, bringing up the fact that you don't – you shouldn't be there all the time so you could still have mystery. I'm like, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I really don't. I really feel like if you want to be there for your kid because you genuinely enjoy the time spending with them – that's how you should do what feels right to you. Mm-hmm. And you could still be impactful in that way as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's wrong with changing diapers? Yeah. <laughs> I've been changing diapers since I was like fucking eight. Actually, no. That's a lie. Like 11. Yeah. yeah nephews, he changed diapers. For yeah. I'd be, I'd be changing their shit. I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to bring that up later. I'm like, I changed I change you. <laughs> I changed you as a yeah. person. But uh, before I say anything, it, it is kind of like I will give like some uh, some flowers in how the way he speaks about his father and um, the way he's like, I had the best father in the world, that in itself is very like commendable, and I, I respect that. And I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have that, yeah. that kind of respect for their father, and they don't speak about their father in that way. So to a degree, I have to give my, like, my respect to that. And it's really interesting the way he was brought up. This is how I feel about it. The way he was brought up um, and having like a intermittent father, I guess, um, I don't. I don't, don't want to speak on, on behalf of their their situation, but f- extracting like what he's kind of said, um, he wasn't there as often. I feel like a very very specific person in a very specific scenario that will turn out the way it did for him. I feel like for the majority of people, that would not be the case if they had an absent father, because we can bring up endless statistics on like the effects of fatherlessness. It also, I feel like, um, I feel like fatherlessness affects men and women differently. So it might've affected him a certain way, or maybe if he had a sister, it would have affected her a different way. But that's just like, you know, that's just speculation on, on my part. But to a degree, I, it is admirable to, for him to be like, oh, my father was the best father in the world. He was like a superhero. Like, I do respect that fact, uh, or like that. Um, I do respect his, his views in that way because it's very unique. But I don't necessarily agree with his ideology of like, he shouldn't be a second mother. Like the needs are different for each family. I'm like, what if like the mother isn't like there as often, you know, the, the dad needs to step in and fulfill that role. Like you, your family has different needs. Like each family has its own needs. So I don't agree with him in that, in that regard. It might've worked for, for him and his, his dynamics, yeah. but I think for the majority of people um, to say a blanket statement like that just isn't accurate. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that's necessarily mm-hmm. true. I definitely believe, and this honestly doesn't even have to be from the father. It could even be from the mother as well. Parents in general should be impactful for their kid and be a role model for them. That way, mm-hmm. they want to model. They want to model their life after them. And you know, like say, say if you had a son, right, and you 
being an impactful father is showing quality time to not only your your kid but your wife as well you know buying her flowers just like randomly whenever you want that's one thing my dad did for my mom he would buy her flowers whenever he wanted especially valentine's day or their anniversary and he would always get chocolates and like write her a card and i like as a kid i saw that shit so i modeled that after my dad like i would i that's something i would want to offer you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's a genuine aspect and a lot of the things that my dad has done for my mother is like i could see and it's impacted me yeah yeah i think uh their, their dynamic is very unique and I'm, I'm happy. Like, I'm not going to say like, I wish it didn't work out for them. Cause that'd, yeah. that'd be fucked up to say, but I'm, I'm happy that it, it ended in a way that he views his father that way because I can see like that very easily going like a different path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't have a lot of present father figures in, in my, in my life. And I don't, I don't have that like same relationship. So kudos to him for, for having that. But I, yeah, I, I think that you really need to gauge what your needs are in, in your family. Yeah, I, I lost what I was okay. going to say. <laughs> no, I, th- did. I did think it was cool, though, that uh, he was like, your, your dad should be like, a su- you should see your dad as a superhero. And I'm like, that's a really, I think that kind of stuck out to me. Because, I like that part. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, it'd be really cool if your child just looked up to you. If you were doing all these cool things, well, not necessarily cool things, but if you're like uh, living up to your values and you're, you know, an upstanding person and your child looks up to you like that, then they're going to be able to use you as a role model and, you know, be like, be just like you. So that's like, when I hear that, when I hear like, you should be a superhero to your child, that's kind of like inspiring because like, yeah, "Yeah, you want to be the best so that if you have a child, you can show them that this is like what it's like to be a good person or this is Mm -hmm. how, you know, you should, you should be and, you know, for them to look up to you. You want to make your child feel like they have pride having you as the father. Like they want to, you want to feel like your child could brag about you. Yeah. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I, dude, there, I do have like this, this experience with my nephews and I, I kind of get a taste of that because I remember, like, yeah. I remember mm. my, um, my nephew, he, he told, he told his friends like, um, that I boxed and that I got, like, I won my fight and he would, oh. he says things about me. And, like, that feeling of, like, having someone be prideful in you is, like, unlike yeah. anything else. He's like, oh, yeah, my uncle, he, he would fight, and he, he won his fight. And then he has, like, all these businesses, and he, he's, like, a businessman. And yeah, he, says that right? to his, he says that to his friends, and I'm like, that's so sick. Yeah, it's the dopest right? feeling ever. It's a good feeling to have. It, it just motivates you even more to be, yeah. like, more successful because you're like, I have, like, I have people that, you know, that appreciate me. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely hits different, especially from someone coming you know, close to you. And I've had moments where my parents have actually done that before where like when they found, fa- when they found out I could dance for something. So for some reason, it's, a, they don't care if you're a fucking bum. If you're talented, if your kid's talented oh, yeah. and your parent, like you have Filipino parents, they'll be like, I love you. Like, <laughs> like, bro, my titas, they saw how tall I was. They're like, you're going to the NBA. I'm six feet tall, bro. What? No, like no. Squaring up against all the seven foot motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah now nah, you stars. y'all they, they reach for the stars for sure. Or like <laughs> when they all found out that I danced, right? My mom and dad would brag about like they would be like, "Yeah, our son dances," which is funny because my sister danced too. But I mean, oh, anyways, yeah, that's, that's a different thing. Yeah, they they were proud of her too. <laughs> but it's more of like it's because I never showed talent like that. 
damn <laughs> either way you Jeez. had to say that it's I never true though talent, it's like true that. though like i play guitar but like i wasn't even really like i was i didn't show any effort into it but when they saw me put effort into something like a talent and passion they really like enjoyed seeing that and they would brag to all my titas they'd be like oh you dance oh you dance you're just like your your artes and kuyas i'm like yeah that's you know where i got the inspiration from and then like uh we have roommates in the house right and they'd be like oh come downstairs christian made a new dance video like let's go look at this the <laughs> dance video he made in south korea like as there's a fucking like cuss words in the background they're just like wow i'm just like it, it kind of gives me a little yeah it makes you feel good inside yeah. yeah yeah conversely um to flip that around having uh how i said um having someone younger than you like be prideful of you the other way around is equally as Ooh, like unreal yes. like when my when my nephew he seeing the person that he's becoming and seeing him be like so successful in his own ways like he's he's like funny he's like cracking jokes and he's like he's got all these friends and he's like you know when he plays soccer he was like he's like dominating the field and he gets to say like he's like oh yeah I, I beat this person and like the way he and he's like oh yeah I lost but you know I, I'm gonna try harder next time like seeing the person that he's becoming like taking pride in someone that isn't you that's also a very like unreal feeling yeah. it's like it's a different kind of like prideful where you're like damn like he's that's that's my guy right there mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a different kind of pride which is very uh, I, I praise this kid. It's probably just like a glimpse of what like fatherhood is like. You want yeah. your kids to be bold and, and bonfident. Thank yeah. you guys for watching. Say that even though yes. you don't know what it means. Yeah. Bold and bonfident, guys. This whole episode, it was in the back of my mind. You guys won't know what it is. But depending on my mood next week, I'm going to still be bold and bonfident. Hashtag bold and bonfident. Hashtag bold and bonfident. Bold and bonfident. Bold and bonfident. Uh, bonfident. Manifest good things for us uh, in this podcast and out of this podcast. Um, thank you guys for tuning in like always. We love your guys's attention um being part of this flight just really makes us feel proud we appreciate you guys like always make sure you like and subscribe to our youtube it will help us out a lot with the algorithm rate and review we on all podcast platforms spotify apple Podcasts. i don't know the other ones but we on there check out the beacons link below it has all our socials including our tiktok and our Instagram. So if you want to see our clips that Soy does a great job doing, go check those out. If you want to, you know, see what we're doing outside of our podcast, our socials are there too. And lastly, join that Discord. Be a part of the flight. Be a part of the economy. You know, we we all in this together. 2023, we bold and confident. Thank you guys. Bonfident. Bold we'll and confident. We'll see y'all next week. See you guys next week. Goodbye, friends. We talk about red flags next week.